Dustin. Everybody and welcome back to Technical Difficulties, the podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and today I'm reintroducing my podcast because this is actually a reboot of my podcast. The, the reason that I decided to reboot my own podcast, even though I'm not a fan of reboots, but I started this in 2020 during lockdown when I couldn't really do a whole lot and I felt like I needed an outlet, a place to, you know, just, just something to do, basically. So it started out where I kind of was just reading, you know, I was recording using my phone in my car and I would just like, just do what I could to kind of fill, fill time. You know what I mean? And then I, I just kind of focused on like getting, you know, artists and friends of mine and having them on and like having conversations. So the podcast itself, it grew organically and until it became something that, you know, I felt like I had a good flow and a good rhythm and since I had been, you know, editing the episodes, I had gotten more used to my filler words. So it, it helped me to be more intentful when I talk and whatnot. So I'm not saying like, um, yeah, yeah, but you know, the, all those filler words we have, which I'm still guilty of. But anyways, if this is your first time listening to my podcast, I want to welcome you. Um, originally, like I said, it was just kind of something I used, um, as an outlet because I am, so I'm a writer and filmmaker first and foremost, and I have a, a wide variety of hobbies and interests and things I like to talk about. So I, it, you know, this this thing just kind of started out organically, and I got to a point uh, last year where things things in my life just pretty much just like took a took a giant shit on me, and I had to put a lot of my projects and a lot of things on hold because I had to take care of life. And when life gets in the way, you have to reprioritize everything. And so I, you know, the podcast, it fell way at the bottom. Um, I wasn't even in a place physically where I could record it, really. Um, it was a, it was a, just a tricky, tricky situation. And now I'm out of it. And this year I'm just in a much better place. Uh, um, I just feel way better mentally and physically and um, so anyways, it got me to thinking about all my projects and things. And I, I thought about doing the podcast again, but lately I've just been really focusing on my journey as an artist and creating art and collaborating with fellow artists. And I'm, I, I guess I'm being a bit liberal with the use of the word artist. Cause like, I tend to not like to call myself an artist or, you know, cause you know, you know how it is. Like if you're, if you're an artist, so a person who creates, you know, art forms, sometimes it's hard to c consider yourself an artist. Cause you're like, what is artists? Like you picture, you know, Va Vincent Van Gogh or somebody, you know, but if you're, if you're creating an art form, you are an artist. So it's okay to refer to yourself as an artist. So just a little thing. Um, by the way, I wanted to mention I'm in a new space right now. This is my home office and, um, this apartment building that we're in now, it's, I think it was built in like the 1950s. So you might hear the occasional pop or little water boiling or pipes. I'm not quite sure. It, it just tends to make 
just noises randomly. So you might hear that along with my uh, Pennywise it clock, which is ticking in the background. Um, but yeah, so just a little obvious to help set the mood. So basically that was my introduction, my reintroduction about this podcast. But as I mentioned is I'm a filmmaker and a writer. So this is mostly, I mostly want to use this to talk about my films, my film journey. And then I'd also like to talk about my writing too, because that's a big part of me as well. With this episode, we're, we're going to go into my film history, my, my film journey, starting from when I first picked up a camcorder, leading to, to where I'm up now. So I might not be able to get through the whole story because it is pretty long, but there will be a part two. And what I'd like to do is, as I tell you my story, I want this way you can learn more about me and my journey. Um, and then when I have other artists on, we will be discussing things and their journey and everything. So I kind of want you to keep my journey in mind, you know, as you listen to it. And then when I have other people on, you can kind of hear it. I kind of get a sense that we all have like similar experiences, like the way we kind of go about like doing the things that we're passionate about. So that's kind of what I'm hoping to explore. It is being able to see like how, like what we can all learn from each other because everybody's got their own way of doing things and their own, you know, different ways. So that's what I'd like to do is like, you can hear from perspectives of other artists and, you know, hopefully get some inspiration. So, um, before we get into that, I kind of wanted to do just a brief discussion of what I've been up to lately. Um, if you're, if you know me or if you're not familiar with me, so, uh, again, my name is Dustin and I'm a writer and filmmaker right now. I have a film English breakfast. It's currently in its festival run. Um, we, we submitted it to about 50 festivals cause we were like, you know, go big or go home. Um, and I also have another film camp solstice, which I co-directed with my friend Noah, who is, he's going to be on the next episode of this podcast. Um, so if you haven't heard the episode with him, we recorded it back in 2020. So we're going to do kind of a catching up because um, a lot has a lot has happened in the past three years. So Noah and I, we both directed Camp Solstice together. And so that's currently post-production with the release date of December 21st of this year, because that's winter solstice. We're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get fancy. Um, you know, probably get a mer good merch deal, you know, with, uh, old man winter. Um, no, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we're working on that. And then the stuff that I'm working on kind of solo is I'm working on, and I have mentioned this before, but I'm working on a kid's book series. That's a loving tribute to goosebumps. Um, I haven't officially announced what it is or anything, but I'm currently in the editing stage with the first book. I have the second book, um, a, lo a lot of the first like draft written, um, and I have a bit of an outline for the third and then the fourth one, I have a title. So I've got, I've got like a whole series planned and I officially signed a contract with an artist, um, who is going to be doing the book covers. In fact, she did the cover for book number one and book number two. Um, so I am super, super excited to finally reveal this. Um, I'm going to be doing a book trailer this year for my first book. So you can be on the lookout for that. Um, cause I want to, 
I want to do something, you know, if I'm going to make a book series that's a tribute to Goosebumps, I wanted to do a little uh, book trailer that's kind of like Goosebumps, you know, esque. So, so I've got, the, you know, that going on. And then also, um, last year, I mean, cause last year was, was a bit rough. Um, it, it was more than a bit rough, if I'm being honest. But one of the great things that came out of last year was I, I finally started uh, getting into writing music and composing music. And it started as like the same way my podcast started was like I was put in a weird situation and I was trying to make the best of it and I needed an outlet. And so at the time, I, I, what I, I was heavily influenced by uh, The Caretaker who did the album Everything, not Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's like every everywhere at the end of time. Um, but basically, uh, The Caretaker took like vintage jazz and like kind of like old dance music and then like slows it down and makes it sound grady and stuff and and basically it was to because it was like six albums and it was meant to like convey somebody like who's like um who has like alzheimer's and their their brain and like memory and everything is like slowly deteriorating um so that project really resonated with me and in fact it inspired part of camp solstice but um, so last year, what I did was I, I was, I wanted to experiment myself. So I found like an old like 1920s, you know, uh, public domain jazz song. And I, you know, I basically, I slowed it down and, you know, put some, I, I basically made it sound a little crabby, but like in a good way. And, and I, something, something happened, like something came from it. And I just, I just connected with it and it just felt it felt really good and so I kept doing it and I ended up with an entire album and so last year I released my first album and I even painted the album cover um and why am I drawing I'm drawing the blank of the name oh it's uh the album it's called persistent phases of loneliness um which you can probably see that's that's where I was last year so i'm in a i'm in a better place now thankfully um but that album it was just a great way for me to channel my you know my inner self you know like i needed to express myself and i found a new outlet to express myself musically um like a little backstory in the in the past i played a little guitar a little drum piano um i was never really good at like anything and but i always like i'm a huge huge music fan and um um so in 2020 i also bought a midi keyboard and kind of putzed around with it you know i i kind of like messed around with stuff in the past but last year i just decided to like start doing it and now um i know that was just a long story but now i'm working on my second uh album um of omnian music and this one, um, you know, cause like I said, go big or go home. This one is a concept album. Um, I also am going to do, like do the album art. Um, so I'm almost done with the first song. It's getting close to, um, where the point where I can like export it and start mixing it. And then the second track I started working on and that's already like, um, I'd say like a bulk of the track is already kind of like there. Um, but what I'm what I'm doing is each month, like until and basically until I have like a whole album, um, I'm going to do a song each month. So 
this is the song I'm finishing is the song for March and then the song for next month. And what I'm doing is like, you know, I'm giving myself a whole month to like, just come up with something. And what I've been doing, I'm, it's really just, you know, yeah, I play some notes and then I, you know, maybe I'll put an effect on it and then I'll kind of like mess around with it until it like starts to sound like something. Um, and then periodically, you know, I'll just kind of go in and tinker with it. And then eventually it gets to a point where it's like, there's something there and then I can just arrange it in a way that makes it like that complements the sounds. Um, and then, you know, I've had no formal music training or like anything, you know, I've never really like written music, music, you know, like very basic, like emo songs I've written when I was younger, but you know, for me, this is, it's just amazing to like have another outlet, you know, after all these years, you know, cause I, all these years have gone by and I like, didn't really do much like musically. And like now I'm working on my second album. I'm going to do the soundtrack for Cam Solstice. You know, I've released like a, a handful of other tracks and, but yeah, my advice is just like, just find things that you enjoy doing. Like, cause you, the thing is you might, you might be like, oh, I don't, I can't do that cause I'm not good at it or I don't have the right equipment. But I say, fuck it. Like, just, just do it. Like, whatever you want to do, look at, look at what you have in front of you. Like, there's so many things you can do with the little resources, you know, you have now. And that's my advice. It's just like, look at what you have around you and what can you create? Cause like, ultimately it's just, it's just fun to make stuff. So I just, you know, my encouragement is just go find something you enjoy, go have fun, you know, and it doesn't have to be crazy, you know, but I'm drinking some high quality H2O. That is where the sips come from. So now that we, now that I've gotten all the intros and catching up and all that stuff, it's time to, it's time to get into the nitty gritty here. All right, everyone, it's story time. This story is called Dustin's Film Journey, part one. What's interesting about my story is that the era I was born in was a bit of a unique time. The reason is because people had camcorders and would record family events and get togethers. So from a young age, I was used to being in, in front of a camera. I didn't think too much at the time about, you know, how a camera worked or anything like that. But I became very used to, you know, being in front of a camera and then rewatching ourselves because we it the camcorder had like a little videotapes, which you would put in like a VHS and then the VHS would go in the VCR. Um, hopefully, you know what all these acronyms mean. And then you could watch yourself, you know, as a kid. And it was it was just, you know, it was a product of its time. You know, I mean, n now we have our phones and it's very easy to take a video and show people. But. It was just this, the, you know, the concept of having the camcorder, which usually your dad or grandpa like had up on their shoulder. Um, so yeah, that to me, I was thinking the other day, I was just thinking about like my film journey where it began. And I feel like it started there because that's when I got used to the idea of 
you know, a camcorder and like filming things and then being able to like replay them and watch them back. So as I got older, my curiosity with my, so it was my grandpa's camcorder, but then it was also my dad's because I think he gave it to my dad or it, my dad ended up with it when he passed, when my gr grandpa passed rather. Um, so my curiosity for my, you know, my grandpa's old camcorder, it grew. Um, at the same time, my enjoyment of films continued to grow. So when I was, you know, around like nine or 10, around that age, there's a lot of like really cool, what I thought at the time were like cool, awesome movies, like the 1998 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick and then also the Lost in Space movie, which I think they came out in 1999. Um, so around that time, I was going to the movies a lot and, you know, my dad taking me to the movie theater was a special event. And you know, in our family get-togethers and stuff, my dad would be using the camcorder. Um, and the re so I, I kind of want to just paint the picture of, you know, like I'm kind of fascinated with this camcorder that my dad uses. And then I'm also like growing up and like getting to experience more and more, you know, quote unquote adult movies, but I'm getting like more interested in it. So where my journey kind of officially begins um it was at a birthday party and it was either my older sister's birthday or it was my younger brother's first birthday but my dad he he had the camcorder and he was filming he was just filming the party and i remember i had like a carrot stick or something and i was in front of the camera and i was just being silly you know just being a silly little goose and um pretending to like interview my dad with the with the carrot um and i remember like what I said when he was filming me, I thought it was funny. And so I couldn't wait to like go home and like replay it to hear like what I said, you know, like pre viral videos. But, um, but unfortunately when, when we played back the video at home, the sound didn't work. Um, so my dad ended up giving the camera to me because, you know, the sound doesn't work, you know, it's like kind of pointless for like family get togethers when there's a lot of talking. So that's how I ended up being gifted my grandpa's um, camcorder. And so I started making short, silent videos using the subtitle feature. Um, it's been a while since I watched the first stuff I filmed, but I remember like shooting some stuff and I just used the subtitle. So I kind of made, you know, almost like a silent film. Um, but yeah, there you go. Another example of like using the resources I have and like, you know, try to use it to its full extent. Um, so, but then the cool thing was when I got, when I got the camcorder and I was messing around, I was trying to figure out, you know, if the mic needed to be replaced or, or whatnot. And I remember I, I, I like twisted it or I noticed something wasn't plugged in right. And when I plugged it in, it turned out that the mic actually worked. And so I'm pretty sure, I, I believe my dad ended up getting another camcorder, but I got to keep my grandpa's and what was funny is I started like the first thing I started to make was basically like funny, cheesy videos, a lot of skits and a lot of spoofs, um, which I, I think is interesting because, you know, a lot of a lot of filmmakers, they start out and it's like, oh, I want to like recreate Indiana Jones or I want to do like a movie. And I was just I was influenced from like SNL and um, uh, like airplane, the naked gun and like weird L. So, you know, I, I naturally just like to make fun of stuff. Um, and the first skit, 
I do remember the first skit. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna get the videotapes converted so I can like start sharing them online. Um, sorry, just getting some high quality H2O. But the first short I got, which might be a bit questionable now, but I was in the, I was a magician, and so I'm Italian. So the character is Dustino the Magic Kitty, and which is my magician name, and. The voice I make is just like the most stereotypical, like, like, welcome to the magic show. I am Dustino the Magic Kini. Oh, like, I'm, I'm not making that up because I have the whole thing memorized. But it was like, that's the kind of stuff I was doing. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to film this like car chase thing. I'm just going to be really silly in front of the camera. Um, which makes a lot of sense because I'm a goofball and I also enjoy being in front of the camera sometimes. Um, but so, so as you can see, there's kind of this, like, there's connection with me getting older, you know, getting, uh, fascinated with the camera, getting, um, getting used to, and now that I, you know, had the camera at that time, I was getting used to like how you like make stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, and then I'm getting a bit older and I don't really recall when my, sh my shift to horror, you know, started because it wasn't like I was like super into like horror growing up, but, um, I mean, goosebumps, obviously for, that was my gateway and I, it probably started out with like, you know, reading goosebumps and then getting a bit older and reading Stephen King, but it wasn't really until Shaun of the Dead came out in 2004 or 2005, because I was around 15 or 16. That was around the time I got like really into the horror genre. And then I would go to the library and rent, you know, all the old films like The Evil Dead and Night of the Living Dead. Um, it, you know, I, I caught the original uh, Army of Darkness, um, which is the third Evil Dead movie. I caught that on like, the, I think it was the Sci-Fi Channel which was, that was for me, that was my first Evil Dead movie. But, you know, it was around this time I'm starting to get exposed to, like, more, like, you know, adult, edgy, like, films. And I thought they were all fascinating. And, it, it, you know, and in the background, I'm, like, just kind of messing around with the camera and stuff. Um, so as a teenager, um, I, you know, I've started to experiment and make little shorts, um, instead of just like goose, I mean, a, a lot of stuff was like really goofy, but I made a, uh, I made a short film. It was a, for a YouTube contest and it was just like me. I went outside with my brother and I was just like filming him, like go behind like trees and then like come out and he'd be like, I'm going to Florida. And then he goes behind the tree and then he comes out and he's supposed to be like in another city or whatever. But it, um, oh yeah, that was a, that was something. Cause a lot of the stuff I would like film, mo most of it was just like improvised and like, cause you know, I didn't have an editing station, so you had to edit in camera. So like you had to basically like shoot everything chronologically, you know, cause I didn't have the technology to go back and like change it. So, but, um, oh, so yeah. So the, I, I was doing the short, it was for the YouTube contest. Uh, I ended up calling it Inside the Trees, and then um, because the that was improvised, and also at that time I had a bit more I had a bit more access to technology, so I cut together like a trailer using the, in the Hall of the Mountain King, 
um, which I love. It's like my one of my favorite pieces of you know classical music. Um, so I put that that together, and it it did not. I don't even know if YouTube even looked at it, but it that's where I got a sense of because I was cutting footage I shot along with music, and that like that was unique because it was getting me used to like how um the audio and the sound like they need to like go together you know like if, if the music's really intense and what you're showing is like boring it's not gonna look right um but yeah so a lot of this a lot of the stuff i was doing at the time it was just improvised and and for fun um and then you know as as the story goes i end up graduating from high school well i was homeschooled but you know i still graduated and then I went, I ended up going to a local community college and I took a lot of basic courses, but I was mostly interested in film. Um, I ended up getting an associate of arts degree. And even though I didn't really take any, like a lot of like film courses per se, because at the time nobody really offered, or at least from what I knew, people were really offering like film, specifically film classes. Um, I, I did get to take a history of film class that was really cool. But, um, so I got my associate of arts degree and then afterwards, um, that my school offered a film fundamentals course, which, um, would get you certified as a production assistant, which spoiler, you don't need a certification to be a production assistant. But at the time things were a lot different. Um, like looking back, like there are so many more resources and so many things happening now that if you have little or no access to things, like it's easy, it's pretty easy to just make something and like put it in a festival and like get it up on like a theater screen. Like back then, I didn't even know how to like get onto a film set as like a PA, you know? Um, Cause you had to go on like, I think it was like the Michigan Film Office registry or something. And they're, it was like really vague, you know? Cause this was before social media and that. So I, and I wasn't that savvy when it came to things. And it was around the same time that the governor decided to cut all the film tax incentives. And so basically all of the, nobody was making films in Michigan <laughs> to, to put it bluntly. Nobody wanted to, because they could just make it cheaper somewhere else. Um, and so, you know, I still have, I still have that interest in filmmaking, but it doesn't really seem achievable, but I still will talk about it all the time. So keep that in mind. Um, and then as the story goes again, um, this is around the time in my journey where I fell in love and got my heart broken. And then my, I lost my car, which, which was my only mode of transportation. And then I got kicked out of the house and I was forced to live on my own while I had a couple of friends. Well, used to be friends, but anyways. Um, but I was basically in survival mode then. So I went from like, just trying to like figure it out. And then I was just in a really weird place. And then now I'm like finally on my own and I'm trying to like figure it out. Um, and like prior to, prior to like my, you know, relationship ending, my heartbreak kind of thing. Um, I still enjoyed watching films, you know, I wasn't like making anything, but like I just had it like in my head that like making films was like hard and like not very doable, but I love to watch films. You know, I'm like one of the, one of my favorites at the time was uh Hobo with a shotgun. 
I was getting into like the grime house, like edgy kind of kind of stuff. But I'm still like really passionate about it. But you know, after um, after all that stuff happened, you know, I was like living on my own, making films, at, at least making them. It was no longer uh, a part of my life. You know, um, I as as much as I enjoyed watching them. It was just not happening, and it, it it pains me to think about it, but, like, during that time, like, I kind of just, I was just, like, I say I was, I was just kind of living in the moment, going with the flow, but the reality is I didn't have goals or, like, motivation. Like, I was just kind of, like, floating around, and, you know, I was in, I was in a deep depression at the time as well, so I wasn't, like, I wasn't creating or, like, doing anything. Um... So like, yeah, that, that was the time in my life where I basically wasn't doing anything creative, like at all. Um, like basically no writing, no podcasts, filmmaking, music, like nothing. Um, I was just trying to figure it out. You know, I was kind of in and out of relationships, in and out of jobs and just trying to like, you know, I, I was, I felt like I was working towards something, but I didn't quite know what it was, but I don't mean to leave I don't mean to leave the story on such a downer, but I, I wanna show you just how like I I I wanna put things into perspective so when you see where I am now, you can see like where I started, you know. Starting when I was younger, it becoming a fascination, me wanting to take it more seriously, opportunities not being there, life events happening where I lose, you know, interest because I'm just trying to like figure out life. And sometimes you just need you need that. You know, um, like if you want to be a filmmaker, you don't need to start at any certain age. You just need to one day you just need to say, like, I want to do this. I, you know, I want to write or I want to paint, paint. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like you literally if there's something you want to do or something that interests you like, OK, so, yeah, if, if you want to paint and let's say you don't have any paint. Right. Well, I go to Dollar Tree, just get like some cheap paint some paper and just start and just just start with the dollar store or whatever um because you hit the thing is you have to start somewhere you know you can't start i mean you, you technically start from nothing but like you have to take one step to get to where you want to be right so that's just i guess another <laughs> another bit of advice that i would like to impart is you know, it's not, it's not just important to explore things that interest you, but you have to, you have to take those steps. Um, we have a quote in our living room. Uh, my wife and I, we have a little like board where you can put letters on. So every once in a while, we'll put like an inspirational quote or like a message or something. And the one that we have up there now, which it like resonated with me, it's, um, be not afraid of moving slow, be afraid of standing still. And what that means is if there's things you're trying to do in your life, if you're moving really slowly, that's a good thing. That's, that's a great thing actually, because you're still moving, right? You're still moving in that direction and whatever you're trying to do, it's not something like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to do it in the next year. And if it doesn't happen, it's never going to happen wrong. you you can spend the rest of your life doing that or like working towards doing it you just have to keep doing it slowly you know and if you spend 20 minutes each day doing the thing you're still doing the thing you know 
and eventually you will be doing the thing. And that is the end of part one of my film journey. I hope you got something out of it. I am very excited for the next episode. I'm going to have my friend Noah on, who, um, as I mentioned, Noah and I, we co-wrote and co-did Cam Solstice together. So I'm going to have Noah back on, and we're we're basically going to do like a... Because, you know, 2020, we did an episode where we talked about survival horror and, you know, our goals and things at the time. So we're going to do kind of a catching up episode because there's been a lot of uh, good survival horror games since then. And we've been doing a lot of projects since then. So it's going to be great to um, to have that conversation and reflect. Um, I also have some other awesome guests lined up. So please be on the lookout for that. And... It, if this is your first time listening, again, thank you so much for checking this out. And as always, I will see you on the next episode.